Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling In podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob and as usual, I'm joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, how are you? I went to bed gutted. I woke up gutted. I am gutted. And I want to start off by apologising for my voice. Uh, quite unwell at the minute, so I might sound a bit nasally and hard to listen to. And I also look like shit, but I'm sure you'll say, what's new? Uh, what about you, Jacob? How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm a smidgen under the weather. I'm not, I'm not, but it's almost like we spent all weekend poisoning ourselves with Guinness, isn't it? In the freezing um, cold, yes, you're right. In the freezing cold, yeah. No, but I, I, I am, I am okay. Okay. I suppose. Um, yeah, so let's, let's, uh, oh, I just want to say as well, we had some great uh, engagement on our last uh, podcast, um, particularly as well from Everton fans as well. So thank you for watching. Not sure why you'd be watching this one. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for uh, for watching and, and and taking the time to make a comment. We always appreciate it, good or bad, don't we, Joshua? We do, and plenty bad today, I'm afraid. <laughs> there is plenty bad today. So we, we start the Fulham game. Um, there's a few changes to the to the team. Uh, I'm looking now to see if JJ's told me how many there were, but the uh, well, no, there isn't. So I think the key points were that one gives White had been dropped. And who was the who was the other one who'd been dropped, JJ? Aurier was dropped. Uh Aurier, Yates was dropped. Wood was dropped. Yates. Wood was dropped. No, but overall, I, I I was pretty comfortable with that that starting eleven. Um I, I'm a huge Dominguez fan. I'm I'm happy to see Hudson Adoy and Alanga playing, or I was anyway. Uh I think Origi deserves deserves a chance. And there's a lot of people saying that he's not good enough, but you know, this is his first start for us. And on the 7th of December, which is wild. Um, everybody, anyone who's listened to this podcast before knows my love of Felipe. So to see him next to my new love, Murillo, was excellent. excellent. Um, Toflo has been pretty decent recently. Um, and Olaina, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with him at right back. Um, so I, I, overall, I wasn't displeased with the starting 11. Um, but yeah, it was, it, well, let's let's hear what you thought, JJ. It's going to be very difficult for me to put aside how I feel about these players currently. Um, but what I'll do is I'll transport myself back in time and give you what I felt at the time. Uh, at the time, I liked it. I saw what it was trying to what he was trying to do. Um, I thought it was a very brave decision to drop Gibbs White, and I thought that you know I think Gibbs White is largely ineffective on the right. So I thought what that did is allowed us to have a bit more balance to the game with hudson Adoy and Alanga operating both flanks. I was enjoying seeing the midfield free together, and that's very difficult for me to say this morning, uh, but I thought Sangari, Mangala and Dominguez as a three has largely been quite good, so I was looking forward to seeing that back together. Like you've mentioned, um, Marilla and Felipe has on paper all the sort of, ticks all the right boxes, you know, I'm happy to see that. And I was pleased Aina was back. So I think, again, hard to say this morning, but I think he's largely been good. So I didn't hate it as a, as a fan of the lineup. I thought it was interesting. And I thought, on paper, there's enough there to give them a pretty good game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Completely, utterly agree. And I think, realistically, first 20, 25 minutes, we, we, we did give them a pretty good game. I thought it was very even. Um, they probably, probably, Stole the possession stat, which you know is you know it's not my attempts at the law. It's not we're not in court, are we? So that's fine. But I think chances wise, um, I mentioned it to you just a moment ago. I think Murillo was 
sliding that ball through through the kind of channels of midfield and defence, uh, uh, sorry, midfield and attack, of their midfield and attack into Dominguez and Sangare and Mangala very, very well. Um, you know, it, it's, it's well documented how good Morales passing is. Um, I think maybe that kind of playmaker on the ball wasn't really there. That, you know, kind of, maybe, it would have been a good game for Gibbs White having seen that ball go through. Um, and then obviously Origi's no way, shape or form match fit. Um, but yeah, so there was a, there was a couple, of, he had an early shot, didn't he? Uh, just wide of the post. But I think o- overall, the, the first, like I say, the first 20, 25 minutes, I was, I was, Pretty satisfied with. I, I, I no no real grumbles. JJ, how about you? It was okay. It simply was okay, and at that time that was fine. Um, I think I messaged you saying during that opening spell that it's quite interesting and apologies. Um, I feel like they're they're there to be gotten at, and it, I think I said it. The first goal is really influential here. Uh, if we score the first goal, I think we might pick our heads up a bit and ultimately put a few in. However, if we concede the first goal, then I think our heads will drop and we'll capitulate. And ultimately, yeah. sloppy, but they take the lead and they double the lead very swiftly. Uh, and it was a really, really low point and you saw the heads drop and the capitulation and just head loss went. Yeah, I mean, I think the first goal, there was a... You know, there was an error by Sangare. I will defend him a little bit and say there wasn't actually anyone to pass to. Um, and obviously, I don't know which Fulham player it was who tackled him and kind of tackled and passed it back to Calvin Bassey, who was much closer to his own penalty area than the halfway line. So the fact it then comes through our team, and I think there's probably three or four passes, and then it's in the in the back of the net. Um, it's for, is it Felipe who goes flying out of the defence and opens it right up as soon as they get into our half? And then Toflo doesn't bother tracking uh, Iwobi, does he, at the back post? And it's a it's a really simple goal. So that was that was that was extremely disappointing, especially when you compare with the second goal, which I think was actually just just a, probably just a pretty good goal. It was a great finish as well from somebody who um, who's not in a great vein of form. I, I did say before we started the podcast that I was looking at the Fulham team last night. And highlighting uh, Iwobi, Jimenez, and Kenny as probably the weak links in the team. <laughs> That's the three players that scored. So shows how much I know. Um, but yeah, I, it, 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 the, th- the first goal was a, was was a mistake, probably from four or five players, realistically. And the second goal, I think, was probably just a good goal, which I, I know we as football fans aren't aren't want to admit to, are we? A lot of the time, but yeah, I'm I'm willing I'm willing to chalk that up as a, just a good goal. And uh, I'm not willing to discuss any of the goals because I just don't want to relive it. And I think each goal, each goal was each goal was littered with mistakes, uh, and yes, it was embarrassing it was. and it was shameful. Yes, well, I, I mean, I think the, the the Jimenez second, what on earth is Olaraina doing? Um, and that that goal in itself is enough to get him dropped. Um, very smart finish from Jimenez after he goes around the keeper because I think Vlak does well to push him really wide. He didn't get anything on him, but he. He closes him down quite quickly and forces him quite wide. It's just a, an extremely smart back heel finish that, that, that buries it. Um, the Awobi second um, again. Uh, Olorena, wh- what is he? What is he doing? Um, yeah, just uh, both fullbacks haven't showered themselves with glory. And the Tom Kearney goal, you know, the, the icing on the cake. I said to you last night, the icing on the cake is the, the fact that a Forest fan from Arnold is. Score the fifth he's, goal. He's no Forest fan. I'm sorry, but he's no Forest fan. 
nowhere do you celebrate well, he grew, like that. Grew up a Forest fan, didn't he? It's probably, I, I, you know, that's a that's a whole different topic altogether that I, I find really interesting about footballers and the teams they support and the fact that not a lot of them seem to actually follow football teams once they once they actually become professional footballers, which is crazy to me. But yeah, it's it was the icing on the cake for me that somebody from Arnold probably scored the goal that was going to get Chris uh, Steve Cooper sacked. Yeah, I mean, I, I let's just reference the fact that. Um, it was shambolic. It was painful to watch, and the players have a lot to answer for, and a lot to look in, in the mirror and and sort of look at themselves for. Because I just think it was completely shameful how much they looked like they down tools and couldn't give a single foot. Um, I want to say big credit to the away fans for mm. what could possibly be Cooper's farewell. Obviously, we'll go and discuss this past the game. But if that was Cooper's farewell, singing his name and giving him a great apologies, um, a great send off um, was very special. And we don't really get that too much in football. And I think obviously we had it last season where we were 4 0 down to Leicester. We sang his name, we kept him in a job. And I think it's extremely yeah. special. I'm sure Mr. Maranakes was absolutely fuming uh, before he stormed off looking at the away fans and showcasing what love they've got for the man that is Steve Cooper. So hats off to the away fans. I thought that was really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you, like last night, I just I was just devastated. I was absolutely gutted at the end of it because it felt like the writing was on the wall and it felt like the end of an era. And I generally feel gutted about all that. And I think the players have not crowned themselves in glory whatsoever. And the fact that it's a testament of the man that Steve Cooper is that after the game he tried to usher the players to acknowledge their away fans when all oh, it looked like they could be bothered to do was laugh and joke with the fucking fallen players. So he held his hands up, he shoulders the responsibility and I think that's a credit to the man. Uh, but where at any point are the players going to hold their hands up and shoulder some responsibility for what was weak-willed, uh, not giving a fuck performance? And if they're not playing for Cooper, at least play for the fans that turn up to support you is what I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the Cooper going over at the end is no, there's nothing surprising, is it? And the way he held his hand to apologise again is nothing surprising. I'm re- I was reminded last night of the the Leicester four 0 loss and the was it West Ham was four 0 as well, wasn't it? They were they seemed like turning points last season two 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 separate games either side of Christmas, weren't they? But um, yeah, it's you know uh, him dragging the him dragging the players over and apologising. It's just it's what was needed at the time, you know. And, and I know he's in his post match interview. He said that he didn't deserve the what the fans gave him in that game. And but uh, you know, he absolutely does. He absolutely does. What he what he has done and continues to do for this club is nothing short of mesmerising. And you know, in my opinion, I think we're exactly where we where we should be. Yes, I think he deserves everything. And I think it, it runs deeper than football. And I told you that I've been thinking about this whilst I was sort of wide awake this morning, shivering with the flu. Gross, but. I've been thinking about it this morning and I think it just extends deeper than football and I think that's why Steve Cooper as a man does deserve the fan base's attention and you know the positive attitude they give him when they're singing the name because Steve Cooper came in at a time where the pandemic had just happened I personally just lost my father it was a difficult time um, and it was I felt disillusioned with reality mental health took a dive um, and my escape from that uh to escape from reality was a little club called Nottingham Forest. That escape from reality dwindled. I was not enjoying it at all because we were heading in one direction and that was down. Steve Cooper came in 
when the club was rock bottom of the championship and injected and reinvigorated both the players, the club, the fan base and the city and community of Nottingham almost instantly and he got it straight away. And he gifted us some great moments in that first season. We've got Bristol City away, we've got Blackpool, we had the Arsenal and Leicester FA Cup run, we had the playoff semi-finals, we had the Swansea game. There were so many exciting moments that could gift us uh, something to be proud of and mean my escape from reality meant something for once and I was excited for it. Um, Wembley gifted us the greatest day of my life. I could share it with my mates and Jordan Kimbley. It's uh, <laughs> it was it was the, the best day of my life, which he's he's given me, and I was able to also share that with my family, my mother, my uncle, um, who I I got box tickets from work, and what I did was I gifted it to my uncle and my mother. They had a great day, and I think that's a really special moment that he's given us, and I will never forget that day as as long as I live. Following that. He got us up against the odds. Following that, he kept us up against the odds. I think there is not much. You look like you've got no head with the angle you're sitting at. It's a bit sorry, weird. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think there's much harder tasks, much harder tasks than knitting together 30 new players when you get promoted via the playoffs and you somehow manage to create a sense of community still with a positive atmosphere in the stadium. Keep us up. Gifted us things like our first cup semi final in however long. We had our first Premier League goal in however long. The exile had ended. It was something to be proud of still. Our club meant something. My escape from reality meant something. And the fact that it's now December 2023, I think it's just over two years since he came in and we were at the bottom of the championship. Yeah. The fact that we are here in December, and yes, we've been on a bad run, but the fact that we're not in the bottom three, at this point last season we were, and the fact that there's people calling for his heads and, and basically reducing his entire tenor and positivity on both the city and me personally, thousands of people personally, to just a simple hashtag that says Cooper out is mind-blowing to me. And it, it's, it's generally gutting to listen to him say on radio and sound pretty broken that he didn't deserve the support of the fans. Uh, I think he deserves everything, and I think I am one of thousands that he is had a really positive impact mentally um, over the course of the last few years. I want him to succeed. That's all I really want him to do. And we'll go to discuss, looks like he's got one more game to do that. But it's frustrating me that our fans that seem to want him out, I think they're mislabeling entitlement as ambition, as I keep saying, because yes, we've invested money, but that does not guarantee anything in football especially when that investment has been invested in a lot of shit. Some of that money has gone on people like John Joe Shelby and Chris Wood. You know, people like Lewis O'Brien, he was a bit of a stopgap to get us up. Loads of players that I don't think were fit for purpose. So does that equate to success in your second season? Should we be so entitled that in our second season, we should be top 10? No, I think we are where we are. I think the squad has enough in them to probably do better. But at this moment, we're at a bit of a crossroads. Um, but unfortunately, there's a few people out there that seem to think that we, sh- we should be higher up. And maybe we should, but it's our second season. 17th is fine, as far as I'm concerned. I'm happy. I'm proud of this club. We are in the Premier League. We've broken the exile after so many years. I'm going to stop waffling on now because I can tell Jacob's bored. But it's just generally like gutting for me that he doesn't feel like he deserves the support of the fans after that. And uh, I think there's a very special reason why the fans were singing his name because he's gifted thousands of people 
a really positive impact over the course of the last few years. I think I think the the, the, the sheer fact that he feels he didn't deserve that support is exactly why he deserves that support. Um, you know, he's an extremely humble man, isn't he? Um, sorry, I can't get my impression of AJ saying I'm humble. I'm humble out my head. Uh, yeah, he's an extremely humble man, and the work that he puts in all the time is phenomenal. I agree with every point you made. Um, personally, I'd rather finish 17th with Cooper than 13th with some 18-month mercenary, like a terrible Jose Mourinho-type situation. Um, yeah, it, I. this is the person I still see taking us forward. He is a long-term project man, and that's what we need. We, we've had short-term, short-term managers for 23 years, and they've none of them have done what Steve Cooper has done. And that includes some, you know, some some pretty pretty good names who've done other things at other clubs. So this this person's come in and understood the assignment to uh, quote everyone on TikTok, and uh, I think that 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 can't really be forgotten. Having said that, I do you know I do respect the people who are saying that you know they want to stop the rot and you know we don't want to free fall and that kind of thing. So I, you know, I do respect people's opinion, but for me, it's it's Cooper all the way still. Yeah, I respect people's opinion. I can certainly see why the form that we're in uh, obviously makes a case for itself. But I'm just speaking from personal experience. I'm not crying, by the way. I've got a bad throat. I speak from from personal experience when I say there's no man I would rather have at the helm than Steve Cooper. And if he goes and we get someone in, they're still going to face the same problems. It's going to take a lot for me to forgive the players for the performance they put in last night. And if they yep. show up with a new manager and show up and play, and I think that's even worse. I think that's Rotters. disgusting behaviour. And, you know, it shows the massive flux and change because the only person that was involved in the playoff final that appeared last night was Ryan Yates, who came in as a sub. The amount of overhaul and change we've gone through is significant. I think any manager is going to struggle with that. And any manager that comes in, is going to come in off the back of one of the greatest managers we've had in a long time, who took us to the promised land, who the fan base are largely all behind. And what they're going to be faced with is a group of players who it seems like couldn't be bothered to turn up to back their manager when it counted. Uh, And also the same amount of injuries and the same amount of depth and the same players going to AFCON in January. It's a difficult position for anybody to be in. Lopetegu or whatever the fuck he's called, um, Lopetegu, said no apparently due to squad depth. Same thing applies to Steve Cooper because he's currently in that position dealing with that. So it's just what what I'm concerned about here is this next step. If Cooper does go destabilizing us even further, it worries me. Who do we get in next that is better than him? I generally couldn't tell you one person. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look at the, the 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 team from yesterday as well, and I go, you know, Hyena isn't performing. Is is he fit? Because he keeps get, he keeps coming in and dropping out. Same with Aurier. So have we got have we just got a load of fullbacks that are injury prone and can't do a, a run of games? Because I think with a back four, you really need that settled, especially in the situation we're in. Felipe, sorry, just to cut in, I gave Ola Aina my sign of the season mere weeks ago. We know he's got it in him. He's brilliant. Yeah. So what yeah. was last night? Yeah. Um, you look at Felipe, who's only just come back. Uh, he can't train. Um, so he's not match fit in any capacity. We know, we, but we know he's got it in him. Murillo has easily been the player of the season so far. Toflo is third choice left back. He's doing all right, but I don't think he's ever going to be the, the man at left back, is he? Uh, Mangala's doing having a good season, I suppose. 
Uh, Sangare, you know, we spent a lot of money on him and I, I still you know, I still maintain when I watched that PSV game, he looked great. Um, he's still, you know, he's adjusting to a new country and all. And I'm, I'm being ultra defensive now, but like, he's had a stinker. Sorry, yeah, 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 Sangare. I'm not saying he's played well. I think, I think he's not as bad as people are making out, but I'm not saying he's played well, if that makes sense. I wish I could go back when I was excited about that bloke and just tell myself, don't bother. He's not it, pal. Um, Hudson Adoy, you know, he's only he's a new sign in. He's not played much. He's he's been injured. Dominguez, I think, has been great, but can't seem to finish a game, which is which is a worry. And he's uh, his confidence rocked after that West Ham game. Uh, Alanga, he, I said last night, he looks to me like a like a Theo Walcott two point all the gear and no idea. Uh, Divakari again hasn't played at all. This is, that was his first start. Uh, I look at the bench. Um, you've got. Uh, Neka Williams has barely played this season I don't think he's good enough Chiku Kawate um, I don't think he's good enough really anymore Morgan Gibbs-White hasn't hit the, the heights of last season but he's played a lot of football consecutively Chris Wood scored some good goals for us this season but I just he just doesn't fit the team uh, Musi Nekate injury prone can't get fit can't get a, you know can't get a run of games um, Ryan Yates again Absolute saving grace last season. Anybody who's a long-term listener of this podcast knows that the, the the 180 we've done on Ryan Yates, but he can't get fit. He can't get a run of games. Same with Danilo, exactly the same. And Omabamideli on the bench, I think, for the first time. Um, so it, it's, you know, I, I'm not making excuses, but, you, you know, there's still a lot of work to do to gel that team, isn't there? And and, and you look at the, the, the team that played against Aston Villa, who absolutely wiped the floor with Man City last night, by the way. Uh, uh, you know, and we wiped the floor with them. That's the if we can play that eleven that played against Aston Villa, I I think that's how you know we 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 wouldn't be in this situation. But unfortunately, just you know the cookie doesn't crumble like that. And as Lopetegui says, we don't have the depth, do we? Uh, anyone that comes in is going to be faced with the same problem. And like yeah. I say, if these players aren't playing for Steve Cooper, what that in turn obviously frustrates me greatly because I think that's a horrible trait to have but play for the fans they pay good yep. money that away following last night singing Cooper's name play for them yep. it's, it's gross mm. it's, it's just grim and like I say seeing them laugh and joke at the end of full time I get it like just because they've lost a football game don't mean their world needs to end like ours does it's obviously more important to us than them but come on time and place like uh, yeah. it's just disappointed in them and like I say, if these group of players have got Steve Cooper sacked, and he hasn't helped himself, granted, but these players have a lot of responsibility within that. With a performance like last night, uh, it'll take me a lot of forgiving to sort of get there. Uh, but yeah, now, now it's on, apparently he's got one more game left, and now it's on them to show that they do care. Let's see. Yeah. And if they don't show up and don't play, they've got him sacked. Gross. Yeah. I'd like to see a tighter defensive performance. And, you know, I, I think anyone who's listed podcast long-term knows that I, I'm a fan of, a, you know, trying to play football. Um, but if we're, you know, if we're not going to do that and we aren't, then I have no issue with them coming out and going, right, well, we're, we're not going to concede. You know, we're going to snatch a 1-0. We're going to do this and do that. It just, we need to stop the whole conceding goals and conceding goals and conceding goals, which I think is, is, is the big job. Um, I think he's been let down in the recruitment of fullbacks. If you look at our promotion season, our, a key part of our team was Jed Spence and Max Lowe. And even then, an overperforming Jack Colbeck at left back. They were such a key part of our team, whether it was a, f- a back four or a back five. And we just haven't had that level of fullback. Um, you look at when, when Aurier played, when, when played well, 
we played well. Yeah, we had Lottie on the other side, so obviously he was great as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, so it's it's just you know there's lots of lots of mitigating factors and things, but so Wolves on Saturday, JJ, three o'clock kickoff away at Molyneux. Would you like to make a prediction, my mate? <laughs> no, no, I don't think. <laughs> I honestly don't think I could. Uh, Wolves are going to be uh, difficult to beat. Uh, I think Mister O'Neill is it Gary O'Neill? Uh, Gary O'Neill yeah. has got them set up well. Um, I think they're going to be difficult to beat. They are a good team. I think there's a few, few lesser games I'd want to do than go to Wolves away, uh, as they currently are. I think it's going to be a very difficult game. And the reason I can't really give you a prediction is because it depends who bothers to show up on the day. If they do, yeah. if they sh- if they do what they did last night and they don't show up, then we'll get battered again. If there's a, a vast amount of individual mistakes and errors that cost us loads of goals we'll get battered again. But if these yep. players give a single fuck about this club and the fan base and actively try, on our day, we already know we're capable of beating anybody, I think, because I think that Villa team are very difficult to beat. As you said, they beat Man City last night. We are capable of beating teams if we show up. So it's, hard, yeah. it's impossible to predict. It all depends if they bother to show up or not. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my neck on the block and say 2-1 Forest. <laughs> Well, it'd be a fantastic I be time. His, I want to be singing his name a week week on Friday, mate. I want to be singing his name at, at so top do of I. Game. So do I. I, d- I just, I don't even have any, like, obviously I support the club. I don't support Steve Cooper, just I support the club as well. But the thought of going to that Spurs game the week later with a new manager, a new manager in play, just, you know, I can't, yeah. I just can't wrap my head around it, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you if you listen to this podcast and you have some Steve Cooper memories, please feel free to add them in the comments. If you're on YouTube, um, we'd love to read them, wouldn't we, JJ? Because we please believe us, we do read every single comment. Um, we have a chinwag about them in our own private chat as well. So if you have anything, any any lovely Steve Cooper memories, please put them on. Please make a comment. We really appreciate it. Um, if you're listening on, on the, the subject of that, we've got some fan comments you need to read out. By the way, so you better not you better not be wrapping it up. Um, we've uh, on the subject of that I've seen some people be very uh, happy like polite about Cooper and sharing their experience of how great they are and they're getting mocked online for it and I just think that sucks like grow up people are allowed to have a positive uh, reflection on what is a great human being regardless of your Cooper and or out he's done a lot for this city and this club so um, yeah, I think that's that fucking sucks. Right, let me find them. Let anyway, me find them. You sounded like you were about to wrap up the podcast, but we've got some comments that you need to read out so we can discuss. Yep. So Tom Vardal says, uh, "I have a question. How much blame do the ownership and transfer team deserve in this situation? No decent attacking options from the bench, and we are blunt without a one year. Couldn't have said it better myself." And this is this goes back to the point of. As a, as a fan base, it feels like we're starting to get a bit entitled towards money spent equals instant success. And I think a lot of blame needs to be placed at the recruitment door because I think Cooper's basically had an overhaul twice. Obviously, it was significant last season, but 13 players, whilst it was exciting on deadline day, and it got us all a bit excited, 13 new players to knit in and that level of change, the team is mm. unrecognisable from that player final. It's a lot yep. to go for, and I think there's been a lot of misses 
uh, within that squad and recruitment. So I think a lot of blame uh, falls at their door. And Blunt without a one year, extremely. It's, it's, yeah. we're, we're a different team without him. Yeah. Uh, so long-time listener and, and, and fan, David Jones has said, uh, still unclear if he's got one game to save his job or not. Uh, either way, these results are horrible. But as a fan, do you want success at any odds, even if it's sterile? Without personality and no connection between club and fans, Cooper has linked it all together for two years, made it fun, given us all a collective sense of purpose and success and we have, that we haven't seen for three decades. I just can't see how it gets better if he goes and imagine watching him succeed at another club. That will be heartbreaking. Come on, you Ritz. Expertly I, said. I think I said the same thing, a similar thing earlier around. I'd rather be 17th with Cooper than 13th with a mercenary, didn't I? It's the... It's absolutely, it's absolutely, he's connected us, hasn't he? It's a long-term project. And as I tried mm. to say earlier, and probably failed because I waffled, it it meant my escape from reality finally meant something. Yep. And I, the thought of that being any different with anyone else at the helm is devastating. So I couldn't mm. agree more. 17th is fine. I still think we'll improve on that given the time. If we just take a breather, um, I think the damage might already be done. But... I don't like what counts as success if it's sterile. If it is a 13th place finish, is that that good? Really? Yeah. At the cost of getting rid of the person that took us up and knitted together a community and city. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like losing our identity uh, is more important. Sorry, keeping our identity is more important than losing it and finishing 14th, 13th. What's the point? So the next one is from Rachel Wadzinska. Uh, apologies if that's wrong. I've done, did the best I could there. Uh, the fans were incredible last night. I know what it's like to travel and get battered. Oldham 2007, at least there weren't two reds, two reds or pissing it down. Uh, players turned up in body and zero spirit. I uh, fear if Cooper goes, we'll be back to the managerial rotating doors. I think we could, I think we should stick and give him a chance to fix it. Started watching Forest early eighties and I can't name all the managers since Cloughy. Personally, I'm glad I took my ticket out of the basket and uh, was going to go incognito to the Fulham, uh, in the Fulham end. Uh, yes. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree that it's, you know, I think a lot of, I think it's very easy to forget where you came from or where, we, we've, where we've been, sorry, uh, in very recent times. You know, my first season ticket was the last season in League One. And, you know, that was a, that was a, you know, my, my 16th birthday was the, um, the Oville second leg. Uh, and that was horrific, as you can imagine, JJ. So it's it's that kind of thing. I think we need to remember and 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 check ourselves, don't you? My first season ticket was in ninety nine or two thousand, one of the two, um, and I've known nothing but disappointment ever since. So why throw that away and rip that up after the exile has ended? I know, I know, we're in a bad run, but like you said, let's just remember who we are and where we've come from, and we can't take that for granted. And that is why in our second season. I think you'll struggle to find too many teams in their second season that do anything like what we're aiming to do. It's a great ambition, but it is purely that ambition. Yep. We'll stay up, I think, giving Cooper the chance, and that is perfect. What more do you well, want? Look at Villa. Great example. You know, th- th- Their first couple seasons back was about survival. Not the, Maybe not, not the best them. example, because Dean Smith finally took them back up and they got rid of him. Got Gerard, got rid of him, and then now. Yeah, all they did was, sorry, sorry. I think yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. Is but I'm sorry, I'm, I'm counting Dean Smith and Gerard as one manager there because they both just did the exact same thing. They both just kept them up. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So yeah, 
Um, so the next one is from Marcus Kane. I was at the match last night, bar a couple of fights breaking out between Forest fans about the performance. Ooh. Face. Um, everyone is clearly still united behind Cooper. Uh, I don't want to see him go. I think it would be very naive to think we could get someone better in at this point. No one is entitled to constant success. I hope the owner doesn't do anything stupid. Completely agree. Um, that point about fans fans breaking out uh, about the for- uh, fans fighting about the performance. You know, pay your money. You're allowed to boo. In my opinion, <laughs> I know it's not a popular one, but yeah, uh, yeah. But, but don't fight amongst yourselves. That's don't don't. You want to put the same club? It's ridiculous. Um, and then the last one we've got is from Harrison Dolby. It says, "If we sack Cooper, we need to sack him now and give the new manager." A bit of time before January window opens uh, his options up. Oh, no good. No second. No good. Go sacking him and bring someone in middle of end of January. Absolutely agree. If you're going to, you know, it's a, if you're going to pull the trigger, you might as well do it, haven't you? You know, it, it feels, I can't remember who I was talking to you last night and saying that basically it feels like um, Marinakas has had it in for Cooper for quite a while now, I suppose. Um, although he has backed him still, which is great to see. But um, yeah, uh, it just feel that if you're going to pull the trigger, you might as well do it sooner rather than later which is probably why he's I'm surprised he gave him one more game after the fact it was 5-0 but I, you know it's it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be an interesting week isn't it it's buying himself time to get the replacement sorted because he's probably ringing a few people and they're all saying no because look at that squad and look at that performance from those players who couldn't give a single fuck playing for the manager why would I want to manage yeah. that I think right on the wall it's inevitable Cooper will go unless he wins quite a few in a row a matter of time I think Maranakis is probably fuming that the fans are in such support of Cooper I think possibly their ego might think well we helped take you up as well but everybody's pointing towards Steve Cooper um, and I, I just feel like it's a, a matter of time regardless unfortunately yeah. so yeah. I think the Wolves game only buys them time to get a replacement and who that will be fucking hell that concerns me because I've looked at the available managers none of them fill me with any confidence I can tell you that I bet it- Put you on the spot right now, then JJ. Before we wrap it up and say you you don't get to say you don't get to say no one. You don't get to abstain your vote. Who who do you, if Steve Cooper gets sacked on Saturday? Who you, who do you want? I do get to say no one, and I do nope. get to abstain no. my vote. There's no one. Nope. I couldn't give you one name that I'm excited about. I've looked at the people that are there. Couldn't give you one name. Not interested. Okay. Well, that made that fun. Um, <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, who, what about <laughs> you? Who you you can't say no, Ben. Tell me one person. I wasn't going to say no. Um, I, the only one I I would get excited for really, and I'm and I'm looking at kind of long term managers rather than you know Mourinho, Lopetegui, short term mercenaries. I'd probably probably go for Wilson at Rain. Um, I think he's doing a fantastic job there. It helps that he's got a football manager addiction, or he's, he, that's where he came from, which uh, I also have. So. Um, that's the guy I'd go for, though. I'm hearing he's heavily linked with Sunderland, so it'll probably be a, a move quickly or don't move at all on that one. If that's his level, then I think it's not worth ripping up what we've got and taking a chance on someone unproven. <clears throat> what, the same way we did with Cooper? Yeah, but he's proven himself. He's kept us up last season. He's got mm-hmm. it on a credit. He's got it on the CV. Yeah, but you're saying we shouldn't go for someone because they're unproven? Yeah, someone new that's linked with a Sunderland I job. Did. Yeah, but the context isn't that we're. The context is that Cooper's already gone. It's not. It's not. We're not. We're not looking to replace him. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Cooper. <laughs> Cooper. Okay. Well, uh, if you're listening for the first time, thank you very much for finding us. We really appreciate it. And if you've come back again and again and again and again and again and again, God knows we love you. You Reds. <laughs>